0: Hey, what's going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by FDM Thrive. My name is Evan Transu, a.k.a. Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. Well, we wanted to start off by wishing everyone a very happy holiday season. I hope that this one is going a little better for you, if not a lot better for you, than last holiday season. I know that this is certainly not normal or perfect yet, but... I know last year was a completely different ballgame for many people. We were doing things in my family a lot differently. And now I think everyone is at a point where they're more prone and more open to making their own decisions and figuring out what works best for their families, which generally speaking, I think is probably a valuable um, thing to do. You know, I think we should be doing what makes us feel safest and most comfortable and most happy once we have information. And, you know, we've had about a year and a half to get some information. So hopefully everyone is able to do something that they feel comfortable with and that they feel okay with. And that actually is pretty similar to the thing I'm going to get into tonight. And by the way, so what we're going to do is I didn't want to release any interviews during this time. I know as someone who's been podcasting for several years now, during this time of year, any subject that I've ever spoken on, including functional medicine, has seemed to drop down pretty tremendously. And I don't think it's fair to be bringing on people who are sharing their stories and really trying to give as much value as possible and then coming on here and not getting the same listener count that we would normally have just because it's a bad time of year for this I'm sure there's got to be some podcasts that kill it during this time of year I'm trying to figure out like which ones like maybe like finance ones right because everyone's trying to figure out where the heck they can get some extra money for Christmas presents and you know spend it all this stuff especially in our family I got like probably I don't know a lot of aunts and uncles and a lot of cousins and so I very intelligently just take this approach of like hey Don't get me anything, and I won't get you anything. That's not what Christmas is about anyway, right? The holiday season is about a lot more than just that. Um, So it's been working for me. No one seems to be too mad yet. (laughs) And how can you? I'm not taking any gifts anyway. So with that said, the actual topic of this evening is for the people who have either, either been on a health journey for a while, or maybe you're really new to this, and I think it's especially important for the people who are pretty new to this, And now you're dealing with the whole, I'm at the holidays thing, I know certain foods and certain habits really, really, really affect my chronic illness, and I have to make a decision as to whether or not I should engage in these habits because it's the holidays. What should I do? And I know for me, I have definitely had to sit with that question. I started eating and doing things a little differently at family parties about You know, six or seven years ago, and I want to be very clear about something because I know we have a variety of listeners that I would assume resonate with this message, but occasionally you get someone that's a little maybe off that normal path that we would see here, and I don't want it to sound like an orthorexic type thing, and if you don't know what the word orthorexic means or orthorexia, that's this, somehow it's a condition, but it's an obsession basically with the quality of the food that one's eating. And I'm sure that exists. I haven't ever seen that, to be honest. But there is also another side of that where I never wanted to get mislabeled because, no, if you're chronically ill and you know certain foods or certain food additives are really bugging you... And especially if you know that this is going to bug you for an extended period of time. Because many people don't realize this if they're not dealing with a chronic illness. They don't understand that it's not just the chocolate chip cookie at the family party. It's inflammation for the next several weeks sometimes. It's the brain fog. It's the holding on to extra water weight for a while. It's the irritability. This doesn't always go away super quickly when we're in the midst of our healing journey. And I get that. Everyone at FDM Thrive gets that. But it can be hard. For another family member to get that. So I understand it. And when I first started out though. Again about 6-7 years ago probably. It was weird. Especially for me. I was a young guy. I didn't fit the stereotypical image of someone that you would maybe expect to do that. And I think. I want to word this correctly. Because I know that for me. Obviously getting more and more into the space over the years. It seems as if more and more people are doing this. But I do think there's actual validity to the idea that no. This space has grown pretty rapidly In the last probably five to ten years. And I think that's backed up by the products that we see, you know, marketed online, how the grocery stores have changed in my area. So I think it's more than just me and the people that are listening that are into this type of stuff. It really is shifting in the right direction. And I think there is a dominating demographic that I don't meet. Now it's going to everyone, right? Everyone is getting affected. Every demographic that is, is getting affected by the chronic disease epidemic. But I do think that there's a particular demographic that gets hit a little harder. I think it has and probably always will be late, young, early middle age type of um, females. And I think there's many reasons for that. But I think a primary contributing factor is the fact that there's more of a societal expectation, sometimes just imposed by women themselves, right? It's tough, but it's imposed by everyone to some degree for Kind of cleaning up better. You know, they got to wear the hairspray. They got to have the shampoo. And, oh, they got to have the conditioner. Then you got to have the stuff on your face to clean it. Then you got to have the stuff to moisturize it. Then you got to have nail polish, all this stuff, whatever. So women become this sponge for the chemical you-know-what storm that we live in. (laughs) And I think that's not a small factor. It's not a small thing that we can just ignore and say, oh, well, that doesn't do that much. No, I think it does quite a lot. And I think it really affects their bodies, and I think it's the reason that we see significantly more autoimmune disease in women. I don't know what the rates of cancer are, but I believe cancer is higher in women as well. And I think it makes sense that it has a lot to do with the way society expects them to treat their bodies. Because women, on average, live longer. So, you would think that there's more resiliency built in to some degree, and, I mean, logic... And this is not, right, I'm going kind of scientific theory here, right? I'm not talking totally definitively, other than the life expectancy part. But logic would tell you if this type of human lives longer, you would probably assume that they're less sick, or they should be less sick at least, for longer periods of time. But that doesn't seem to be the case. And I somehow doubt nature and the universe would have this designed in such a way... Where women are just built to endure for decades and decades and decades um, and then years longer than men. And they're just supposed to feel like crap the whole time. I don't believe that. I don't buy it for a second. I think a lot of what happens to them is a result of today's modern world. And oh, how could I not throw in the birth control? I know that's not always relevant or as prevalent. It's use at least. In some of the women listening, if you're in that 50 to 60 year old range, it might have been a whole different Kind of story. But for the women in my age range, this is standard. Everyone's on this stuff. And no one thinks twice about this or understands that it's really detrimental to the body. And it's kind of disgusting what is being done in the pharmaceutical industry that just keeps pushing this stuff out. Now, I am a person of science, so that's a separate episode for a separate time. But logic, again, would just tell you that if we're, I know I'm speaking loosely here. Shutting down more or less the most or one of the most natural processes in a woman's body, huh? Maybe there's some consequences to that, huh? I know that we don't think like that. I digress, I'm going way off track here. (laughs) My whole point is I didn't fit the normal demographic of the people dealing with the chronic disease, so it definitely looked weird. And I think it looks weird for everyone. No one wants to be the person at the family party necessarily. That's doing things differently. And so my simple message and the thing that I've learned after many years of doing this and many, many family and friend events, you got to just go with one option. And I don't mean this in some simple way that's, you know, really basic. I really do mean this. Whatever option you do, own it. Because I would go back and forth. I would do what I was supposed to do, what I knew I was supposed to do, right? At the least, the best thing I could do at that time to make myself feel as good as possible, health-wise. And then I'd be stressed about it, and I'd be anxious about it, and I'd feel weird. I'm like, oh, dude, do I really know what I'm talking about? Like, should I be doing this? That's not helpful, guys. If that's what you're going to be feeling and what you're going to be doing, don't do that. That's silly. At the same time, though, then... This happened kind of in waves, because I kind of went for the first like couple of years pretty strict, then went a little loose again, and then tightened it back up as I found that that was most useful for me, personally. But when I went loose again, then here was the issue. Okay, great. Have a great time at the family party. Ball out. I found that it led to like a binging type of thing, which is a little scary. I would eat a ton of snack food, a ton of junk. And it felt fine at the party, so I didn't have the stress of the party anymore, but now I have stress for weeks after. And I'm just like, why did I do that? I didn't need to do that. I don't even care about doing that. I wouldn't have done that if this party or this holiday didn't exist. That was kind of stupid. I know that's not true to me. I know that doesn't honor me. Why am I doing that? Now, some people are not like that, and that is totally okay. In fact, it's probably more appropriate. Some people can go in, they can separate the holiday from the rest of their life, and they can eat. Bam. Hey, you know what? This did not have an effect on me, but to me that's okay. That's a fair trade-off. It's a stress on the body. And you know what? Fair enough. If that's the approach you're going to take, I don't think it probably is that big of a deal. If you're really, really in the sickness, okay, maybe that's not the time. But if you've been doing the right thing for several months, you're on the right track, man, I'm all for it. Whatever. Again, generally speaking, I don't have your specific case sitting in front of me, right? (laughs) But generally speaking, I think that's okay. But it's the stress sometimes of these decisions or of our decisions that actually is way worse than the eating of a certain food that we know pisses our body off or the not eating of it or the drinking or the not drinking. It's the shame and the stress and the guilt around it that's actually killing us the most. So whatever you figure out you need to do, just honor it. And that's why I waved back in the last four or five years. I just said, you know what, dude, what am I doing? This is me. I do know what I'm talking about. And it was helpful at that time because I did have pretty significant results. So I knew for a fact that this worked. Everyone could see around me that this worked. And I was very respectful about it. Because that's the other issue too. That's another problem people don't talk about. Is the host or hostess will feel offended sometimes. Like why aren't you eating my food? Why aren't you doing this? And you just have to explain to people with confidence and with calmness. Hey, I, I your food's amazing. I loved when I used to eat that or whatever or something. But I found out with these symptoms that I dealt with right now. That's just not one of the best things for me. I hope one day maybe I can allow a little bit of that in. But I find that if I do that, the pros just don't outweigh the cons. And so it has nothing to do with your food. But right now, I just can't do that. Is that okay with you? Who's going to say no to that? And it can help sometimes to give these people a heads up. Like my family knows, you know, not to make that extra plate in that sense. Because I'm just going to handle my own stuff. And that's totally cool. And what's really fun now is I've seen this on over time like my mom got on her own health journey if you guys heard her podcasts back in um i think that was august we did that okay so she does this with me now too a little differently than me she honors herself you know she's a little more open to like having a couple glasses of wine my mom never does that right she does that on the holiday and that's fine and she's not going to sit there and feel bad about it the next day and she shouldn't for me the drinking is very um i don't like to do that often i play with my cousins a lot yes i am a 26 year old male but I'm the oldest cousin, so I'm still a jungle gym for these kids. I don't like to be, I did that one year where I was like a little buzz and even almost drunk in front of them. I don't like that. I don't think that's necessary. I want them to know that an adult figure can have fun at the family party without using that. That's my personal thing. I have no judgment towards anyone else if they don't want to do that. That's fine. But that's my personal thing. So that's what this is all about, right? It's figuring out what honors us. I think a great question is too, what would we be doing if the party wasn't there? What would we be doing if the holiday wasn't there? And then we find the answer to that question. That is our most authentic self by definition then. And then we honor it, man. So if you have any tips, tricks, or anything that you use around the holidays to kind of make this a little easier, I would love to get comments from you guys. I love the fact that people are commenting. I know it's been a new thing and a little tricky because we switched over to a completely new distribution platform called podbean that's fantastic um, and allows us to do that but it had been tricky in the sense that you know we didn't have any followers on that per se So we had to kind of uh, continue to accumulate them there. And it does help if you click the follow button. It seems like it does help on there. And we haven't had many people do that on Podbean. So we'd very much appreciate it, guys. Apple Podcast, y'all are killing it. We love you. 45 five-star reviews over there. Um, Perfect five-star rating so far. Wonderful words have been said. And we really appreciate that. And that is also a part of the good news for today where I'll finish up with this. We're really hitting it hard in the upcoming year for what's to come with FDN Thrive. And I'll touch on this a little more in one of the other episodes coming up in in the next couple of weeks. But you can expect way more video production. So you'll still get your audio. You can listen to this in the same way that you have been. But you'll also be able to check us out on YouTube. We got a whole thing getting set up for that. You'll be able to hear from Reed Davis a lot more. Reed's going to be coming on and joining me. Reed Davis is the founder of FDN. Um, and we'll have some other things that we're doing that we have in the works that are top secret. Also, the guests that we're bringing on. We'll always stick with our FDN so that you guys can hear more and more about the FDN Thrive system. But then we're also going to be bringing you know, higher-level perspectives from the functional space. We know that you guys loved Dr. Courtney Hunt. That was one of um, our most popular episodes. And so we know that there's application and validity to bringing in these top-level professionals and really sharing their stories, too, and hearing what they have to say. So if you guys have ideas for the new year, you know that you can always comment that as well. Just search for the Health Detective Podcast by FDN Thrive on Podbean. When I say comment, this is how you're able to do this, and there's a really clear button. It will just show uh, where you can leave a comment for us. So it can be a suggestion. It can just be like, hey, we love you guys. Hey, we hate you guys. Don't say that one, okay? Keep that to yourself. But anything else goes, and I always love suggestions because if we get enough of a certain suggestion or we're hearing a certain thing consistently, then I know we can either add something in, we can change it up, we can switch it around. There's a million ways to handle it, so I really appreciate those. I read every single one, and every single one does get considered, even if it doesn't get acted on right away, so please know that. With that said... What I'm going to be doing over the next two weeks is really just keeping these episodes short, sweet to the point, but something useful in them. So again, if you guys have any uh, topics that are on your mind, stuff that you guys would like to see, I'm very open to that as well. I have never had so much flexibility in terms of the content that I put out. (laughs) Um, I'm always really good here with that. They're very uh, kind about it, but this is like pure do what we got to do. So I got plenty of fun things in mind, but if you guys got something, you know, we would love to answer that as well. Outside of that, again, happy holiday season. Thank you guys so much for a wonderful first year of the Health Detective Podcast by FDN Thrive, and we're so excited for 2022 and what we have in store for you guys. Take care. I'll talk to you guys again soon.